0: To another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bona Adhesives,
1: and I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How you doing, Rob? How you feeling?
0: Uh, well, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling good, and I'm going to tell you about that uh, before before we uh we're going to talk today a little bit about stairs, uh, doing stairs, installing stairs, treads, and uh, risers. And we have a guest today that's gonna to go over that with us that I'm, I'm pretty close to, you might say. But oh, yes. before we do, I gotta really, you know, Rob bust my chop a little bit on here and I do the same for him, but you, you really know how much a guy really deep down cares about you. And uh, when you get a message like this, it was pretty sweet, Rob. I wanna thank you for that. And the message is, well, first of all, it's a bag of prunes. Mary Annie prunes, California pitted prunes. And, it, and the text message says, not sure how you, and I'm not making this up. Not sure how you've been doing with your regularity, but two of these a day have changed my life. Not kidding. Haven't felt this good in years. I tried different types, but these are magic. And I couldn't have been happier to get that text because I had an issue the other day. Now, you know, we we talk about health uh, on our broad, we've talked about taking care of your body and, and, and this type of stuff. And, and look, some of the younger guys on here will go, oh, come on, man. I mean, you know, this, who cares about this, man? This ain't, this ain't my problem. This ain't never going to happen to me or whatever. But as I said, I, I lost, but I think 35 pounds now. So I completely changed my diet. <laughs> completely changed the way I eat, man. I cut out all carbohydrates. I cut out, uh, bread and sugar and pasta, all got all things that God really wanted you to have and enjoy in life. Uh, all that stuff, uh, is gone now. And I'm eating a lot of protein and stuff. So I'm just going to go out here and say this, like I hadn't gone to the bathroom like three days or more. And I'm telling you now, I've experienced pain in my life. I, I, I grew up with red hair. Okay, I played football. I got hits. I got blindsided so bad one time on football field that I would have given you everything I owned in my life just to have a, a, a air intake. I couldn't breathe. I got hit so hard. I, I, you know, you're trying to catch your breath somehow, and you just can't. You would give your life to catch that breath. I was in so much pain.
1: There is nothing <laughs> like having truly the wind knocked out of you. It's painful. It's- I thought
0: it was painful until this last experience I've had eight knee surgeries Rob <laughs> uh, so I know pain I'm not a sissy I, I I sat down to go to the bathroom I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there Rob, you I love
1: gonna go crazy about this you know she's not a fan of the poop I'm not either
0: that's not me I don't even talk about this kind of stuff
1: I know but this, but... this is this is a public
0: service thing man because I'm not making this up. It took from eight thirty to eleven thirty to finally go, and I almost—I was going—I thought I was going to have to go to the ER. And when I when I told Rob about this, he goes, "Oh, yeah, I got you, man. I I I got you. You're gonna, i got the solution." And uh, I don't take this stuff lightly anymore, man. That was one of the worst experiences of my life. I, Rob, I was sweating. I mean, I, it was it was brutal.
1: When we spoke about this. I had told you that I know exactly. I I thought at one point I was going to need to go to the hospital. I was in the same exact boat. Never have I gone through this in my life. And Pauline, love of my life, she introduced me to the prune. And I am just couldn't be more regular now. And so I couldn't wait. When you were telling me what was going on. Couldn't wait to pass on the prototypical old guy information. You know, we're not getting any younger. So I'll be 59 in a couple of days or no, not a couple of days in about a month and a half. So we're pushing 60. You're, you are 60, aren't you? Just turned. Yeah. Thanks. Bring me down too. That's okay. So, you're You're very immature for your age. So that's going to keep you young. Thank you. And so I'm, I'm just glad that I could introduce you to the wonder fruit of prunes for old guys
0: if I knew that you had had that much knowledge I would never bother my wife because my wife and I like eileen like we don't talk about this kind of stuff like ever like I've been married 30 coming up on 39 years and we talk about anything but stuff like this i'm I'm pretty sure my wife has still never been to the bathroom and and that's the way it should be and we've got bathrooms on the other on each side of the house. And that's, you know, something we don't. It, when, when I talked to you and the, the, the knowledge that you dropped on me about these prunes was one. it was. If I could have hugged you, I would have hugged you. It, I don't even care about COVID. It was that yeah, big.
1: I'll remember that. I got a hug coming. Yeah. All right.
0: Uh, oh, having said that.
1: Well, I'm happy for you, man. Thank you, man. Very much. Welcome to so, the other side
0: yeah well you know you know you're getting old when you get a, a a text message about prunes and you get excited about it what in the world has gone wrong with us rob <laughs> it's the
1: little things
0: all right so i said we i gotta get a guest that uh, that's pretty close and do
1: we have a guest today yep. holy mackerel
0: uh we're going to talk about stair building today stair treads and risers and stuff like that and i brought in a guy that i know knows a hell of a lot about this and um uh uh, his name is john highlander this is my brother i've said i was a contractor in california for many years and i worked together for over 20 25 years with my brother john and doug and so john highlander how you doing introduce yourself and say hey Hey, guys, how you doing? I'm glad to see you guys are staying regular. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> any of you, you guys that, you know, in your 40s or whatever, or anybody who's ever had a surgery, too, by the way, and they had to take medication, uh, you'll thank us later.
1: John, how's your regularity?
2: Oh, I'm doing fine there, Rob. How you doing? I haven't seen you in a while.
1: Yeah, it's been a while, man. How you been? Good, good. I think the last time you guys saw each
0: other was at that school I put on in um Nashville. Ohio. Was the, the Nashville, very last right. time
1: Nashville.
0: Yeah. And then we ended up at Roberts.
2: Yes. Yep. That's right. Yeah, it was a good time.
1: I learned how to bar hop like a Highlander. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's that way we get a good one on that one for sure.
1: One beer and move to the next place till you find the music you're looking for. One beer only. And y'all we- always tip the band that's right always tip the band you know that was crazy i never knew that until i started hanging with you guys we pauline and i had always tipped but when you guys were telling me that they don't get paid i really started tipping heavy i was shocked that they actually all those bands in nashville those nashville bars we were going to are just working for tips
2: that's crazy. Yeah, and especially, especially nowadays,
0: you know, especially nowadays they need to get the,
2: some
1: cash flow in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, and that's that's a uh, that's true for uh, with COVID now all these musicians that uh, you know they pour their hearts out and don't make a lot of money. Man, tip, tip the musician, man, take care of those guys. All right, stair treads, John um this has been a, a a real niche of yours and even when we work together this is something that you kind of just gravitated towards and did real well for and you uh and get a lot of call for these and it seems like every time i talk to you you're on a big job that's also includes a lot of stairs the first question i have for you is a lot of guys don't want to do the stairs um they, they'll pass it on to a stair guy or what have you but so what um why did you get involved in doing so many stair treads
2: well, just it's, it's because it's part of the job. It's um you know, for me I I really enjoy doing stairs. I I take a, and it gives me something to do as far as I can break off and do my my thing with the stairs while the rest of the guys are doing stone the flooring and I have to work on the same schedule so they're not sitting, waiting for me, you know? So if we're connecting the upstairs nosing to the upstairs flooring, I have to have the stairs dialed in by the time they're upstairs, you know? So it kind of comes together as one. You can't rely on the stair builder to set the top nosing and not checking for being square off the upstairs walls. So it's uh, that way it all kind of comes together, at least for me, and it works good.
0: It's also one more phone call and scheduling that the uh, contractor
2: has to do. That's that's true. That's true. And it's um and it's you always have to you know you always have to check and make sure they're up to code. A lot of times that they're the rough framers just kind of slap things together. It's up to you, the installer, to make sure that they're going to be up to code. And you know you might have to pad up this landing or or you know pad up the top riser or the top the top step or the bottom step just to so- get it within that
0: three. Sorry, John. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in other words, just cause you, the framing is there and, 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 you know, the, the, the guy that came before you framed all the, 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 uh, the skirts and, and all the, the rough framing and everything. You don't, you can't trust that measurement. You go check them yourself. Right.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because if what happens when you get them all glued in then are they say, Hey, you know, this one's a half inch or this one's you know, it, the terror out would be, you know, brutal. So it's just something you always have to check. And, and I and would always bring. Sorry. Yeah, I would always bring. Usually they set them for three quarter. Sometimes you do an inch. And or it all varies because you can ask them. They're, they're the rough framers are all coming on. So you can't ask them. So you have to figure it out yourself. And plus what type of flooring you're putting in. So it all comes down to. Uh, so I bring. I'll bring. Treads with me, a couple of cut-off tread pieces, some cut-off three-quarter, and some cut-off five sixteenths strip flooring. So sometimes you have to do strip to make the landings or, or just kind of mix it up a little bit to find out what you really need.
0: Have, have you had an inspector ever come through and then check the stairs?
2: No, no. I never have. I've never seen it. I never ran when inspectors around, but I've never seen them. But it's always a point of concern on any project for for the for the GC the general um, as far as code goes.
0: And it only takes one time. Like we always say, you know, the bad thing about bad habits is it only takes one time for it to catch you.
2: And
0: and it be... go ahead. And it could be a nightmare. Yeah. And so it's funny because it, I in my house is a really old antique. It's over 100 years old, 120 years old. The house I live in. And it's kind of a curved radius stairs at the bottom, and somebody screwed up when they installed them treads, and one of them is about maybe a, a three quarters of an inch short. And every time I come down, I mean, literally every day, I, I notice it, and um, it it changes my footfall as I'm going down the stairs because I have to watch for because at one time I did fall there. So uh, um, yeah,
2: one thing about. One thing about the stairs out here, if it's an old set, an original set that's not up to code, you can't touch it. You can't take the treads off and put new ones on because it's not the code. But you touched it, it's on you. So what that old stair set would have to be rebuilt to code by framers.
1: That's a, that's a really good point. Hey, John, are you self-taught in this stair thing or did somebody teach you?
2: No, I'm self-taught, Rob. I just, just just took a liking to it, you know. And it's uh, I, if I have a place to set up camp, you know, I can. It takes all the tools you have, and it's uh, I have a couple of tables and clamps and everything, and it just uh, it works out good to uh, move as you go along. So it works out good now.
1: You know, um, I was doing an estimate one time, and this was year, you know, this is back in the '80s, and the guy asked me, he goes can you throw uh stair treads and risers in? You know, do you do that? I'm like, no, no, I just do floors. And he kind of looked at me and said, geez, that's, you know, that's too bad. And I looked at the stairs and, you know, they were just, they were just plywood boxes, you know? So I thought to myself, oh, hell, I, I'm a pretty decent carpenter. I got every tool in the book. I think I could figure this out. So, and I think I told the story before about why everybody should be getting into stairs so I really priced it out like crazy because I had never done it before and I wanted to make sure that you know so I thought that I was wicked high and I think it was like 2,500 bucks for 12 steps and when I gave him the estimate you know I was expecting him to choke and he started choking and couldn't (laughs) say yes fast enough because what I found out later, which made me want to really start choking, was a stair guy who, who that's all he does was stairs. He had quoted him 7,500 bucks. ay yeah ay Yeah. And that's when I found out that, you know, stair guys are premium, premium price guys. And I, I mean, when I found that out, we were, we still never charged that much. But boy, we were making no. some great money on doing stair treads, and making enough money where we could really take our time and and just make them look perfect.
2: Yeah, that's what it's about. Is taking your time, and they are time consuming, and you're 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 putting logging a lot of miles going up and down the stairs. But it's uh it's rewarding.
1: It, so it really is. It's not a it's not a speed thing. Like you know, when you get going, flying, and installing, and that was never the case with me and my partner. We were the slowest installers ever. Uh, actually, he's faster. He's faster without me than he was with me. What's that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of talking, too much talking, too I many was, breaks. Was holding your hand. Yeah, but man, when uh, when we were doing stairs, that that was it. You know, really take your time, get the cuts right, and jeez, it was you, you could really a- accomplish a lot, but. For me, I needed time to do it. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a speed thing like your, you know, laying strip or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. It is a time thing. And you got to plan ahead and, and it's, uh, you know, you always got to check the, it could, the staircase could be, let's say it's, you put your tape on, it's 40 inches, but it kind of gets to the top. It could be 40 and 316. Sometimes that that little 316 wiggle room along the top to the bottom can save you if you if you're if you don't like one of your your cut has a little hairline or something you're not happy with it it, it would fit on the very next one you know but it's a it all depends
0: so, so John, never so John if, if you're going to do let's say uh, you're going to do 16 treads and risers and um, it's the the floor is going to be sand and finished, it's going to be a coat of stain a couple coats of traffic right and you're okay. coming in there to, you're coming in there to do the stair treads so are you Are you sanding them ahead of time, finishing them ahead of time, staining them, and and how do you, uh, what kind of jig do you use and how do you approach that? Well, it kind of varies. I
2: like to, uh, uh, a lot of times, or let's say half the time, I will just take my templates with uh, with door uh, the the same system as the countertop guys use for their stone. I would use the templates and hot glue gun. And if I have the room there and the time, I would do them there but sometimes i would just take all of my templates number them mark them put all my labeling on them my returns wherever i need to do and uh, i would take them to another job where i got more room and i'll do, I'll do them there i'll stain them and finish them completely
0: okay I'll mark stop them. Right. okay stop right there uh, cuz there's something i want you to go over so when you talk about talk about the the uh, jig that the, that you got, that you use well, if, I just
2: use a door skin. You know, it's the, pretty much the eighth-inch plywood. If you ask for door skin at the lumber yard, sometimes they go, what? But you can say eighth-inch plywood. They go, oh, okay, but it's the same thing. So anyhow, it's we always call it door skin. And I would buy sheets. If they're either three by seven or four by eight, and I would just rip them down to two and a half inches or so, roughly, okay. into strip. And then I would just, uh, if the stair treads, or 40 inches, uh, skirt board to skirt board, then I would cut them 39 Yep. For, for the front one and for the back one. And I do cut two 12 inches for the sides. Yep. And the two 12 inches go down first and, and that would go against the skirt board. And if there's any little, sometimes those walls aren't perfectly straight. The skirt boards can have a little, little belly in it or you can always take it out and make it straight and transfer it to your tread
0: okay but you can't then, do that with the stair and and so you're using you're, you're then using a hot glue gun right so you take the hot glue gun and you join them together which takes like 30 seconds or less to to set up right
2: yeah yeah it's and a- that's the only
0: I, we had the stair jigs you know we
2: used those back in the day and and it's, it's, if the skirt board had a little kink in it or something there's that you just couldn't get the You'd have to add a next eighth-inch mark over here, but the, the templates of the doorskin is is the perfect. You don't even have to dry-fit them. They just drop right in.
1: Yeah. I just got to say one thing for the East Coast guys. I just figured out what they're calling door skin, we call Luon, Oh, really? Yeah. But the, like No, like, yeah. Like the red mahogany thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Out here and we call door, it Luwan, because I was thinking, oh okay. shit, I got to go to California to get door skin. But that's an awesome idea for a jig. Quick, easy, perfect. That is a boy. Now, if you guys are listening, East Coasters, he's doing it with Luan. Perfect. Can't wait to try it. And another deal
2: now, you can buy those already cut up in strips at the at the stone uh, suppliers. Walk in, they got a whole crate full of them, just uh, eight footers. I don't have to rip them down anymore.
0: And, John, that's that's because the cabinet guys are using them uh, for cabinets. I mean, no. not cabinet guys, but the uh, countertop guys.
2: Yeah, they you yeah. see them on the jobs all the time doing it.
0: Yeah. So, nice, what I, I love. A... Sorry, John, interrupting what, what, what I... you. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what, what I love about this is that. You can mark them, they're deadly accurate, and you can mark them and take them home. And you know what I mean? You can yeah. leave the job and and finish them, sand and finish them off site. And you know each one of them is gonna be perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah, they drop right in. And if it's just it's often I have them in my garage or in the shop lined up being coated. Okay. You know, dry, you know, it's all the time.
0: Okay. So now when you're, on, say you're on the site, whatever, and, and you got you to gotta cut all the, tre- the treads. Like, I, I know a lot of guys for efficiency say, you know, you, you, you measure, you know, what that overhang is going to be, say it's an inch and a quarter, right? So yeah. you then can cut all of them at the same time, get all the treads done and pre-cut at the same time and stack them close to where you're working, right? Yes, you do. Yeah, are you talking about pre-finished?
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you'll have them stacked up with your risers, your, your risers are going to be uh, pre-cut as well, but the risers I leave a hair long because I like to I'll take my uh, grinder and I'll just grind them to fit, vert that okay. last eighth inch of the risers, but I'll get them to one side, I'll have a perfect 90 on it, and I'll check the 90s on it and I check for level and square of, of the stair set. But for the risers, if I'm doing taking them away and doing them offsite, I'll leave them a little longer and grind those ones in. Yeah. But the tread and perfect.
0: And some some guys will put like a five degree bevel on the riser where it hits the uh, the skirt. And it's not a bad idea if there's there's that's an area that you can get some squeaks is where that skirt where that riser hits the skirt. So that's not a bad idea to put some of the adhesive in that in that area as well on each side of it. Um, uh... Yeah, I I do take
2: a grinder to that, to the, to the, I have a really powerful grinder that would, that takes out the meat, Uh, I'll do almost, uh, take a good portion of the, the risers out on both sides, and I'll put on the bottom of the riser before I install it, although I have a, like a 10 degree angle, so it doesn't sit flush on the thread, just uh, a portion of it will sit, so there's no hang-ups in the back.
0: I got you. What
1: are you securing them with?
2: I use, uh, I use glue, I use, um, I, I'll do like, let's say if I have a 40-inch um, uh, stair tread set, I'll do about 10 golf ball-sized balls of adhesive, and then I'll set them in that, and the last the two are going to be against the skirt boards, and then the three in the center, and then it, it's just a, a big golf ball, and I set it in there, and it, and it smashes down, I'll put a level on it, my, my uh, torpedo level, and then I'll nail the front, and then I'll mallet the back, and I'll have my riser that's going to cap that tread. So I'll knock that down until I get to zero on the on the on the level, and then I'll glue and nail the riser in to hold it in place. So there's minimal nails. So I'll I'll put the I'll take some 850T adhesive, the Bona, and then I'll uh, do about ten golf ball size blue mounds right there on the, on the and then I'll set the tread on that. It holds them down great once it's set.
0: You put a level and on
2: them? Ta- yeah, yeah. Then I, uh, I put the level on them and then uh, so, I, so I get the front nails. I'll put a couple nails in the front of the tread after I initially set it down in the glue balls and then I'll, I'll start tapping down the back and then I'll bring my blue riser in. I'll put some 850 t on that and then I'll attach that to the riser on top of the tread and then i'll I'll hit it down with the mallet until I get my level at zero okay. until the treads are level and then I can fasten that riser down so that just locks all that
0: in <clears throat> so I want to go back to something um when you when you so you're using the uh the um, the masonite or the uh the door skins for your jigs and you're going to cut them now and just for and i know this that you're starting at just because you're starting at the bottom and working way up to the top right yeah yep so so then you you uh you 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 got your stair jigs and you're going to you got to mark mark them are you using a razor knife to make those marks no no i just uh, i already pre-cut them no markings uh, i need I'm saying John, when, when two two when you make your first cuts, like when you cut your 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 treads, are you marking them with a razor knife or how are you marking them? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I put the white tape down
2: on my on my template outline. and I'll, I'll so what I'll do is i'll I'll put the um, white tape on both sides where I know the the template is going to end. I'll hit it with a fine point pen, and then I'll cut it off with my saw and then I peeled and pulled the tape off, the white tape. I use blue sometimes, but white is a better visual. Okay. Yep. So you can really stay on your spine. And you can also mark the back of the tread. So if there's any grip you have to take off the back, it also, you can mark the back. Okay. Um,
0: I know also a lot of guys, I know you don't, John, but I know a lot of guys, the, the Festool makes a saw, the HK seed saw uh, with a small track is a really, really nice tool for this too. Some guys will use that fest tool saw, and they'll uh I mark it. have, I have that? that, but i don't use I have it, but I don't use it for my stairs. I use
2: it for cutting borders all the time, but yeah advanced and stuff. for some reason, I just have a, a Milwaukee saw that with a 40 teeth blade that it has the cut on the left side, which yeah. really you can get down to that line or right on it as far as visual.
0: I got you um so i know okay. some guys do use that just I'll just throw it out to the listeners that some guys do like that festival on the small track and and they'll 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 make their knife they'll score it with a razor knife i like the way you do it i've seen the way you do it but that's another another way some guys will probably do it um and um, are you putting uh, are you uh, on the uh, the, when you cut the uh, the stair treads, when you go to put those in, are you put, are you putting a small angle on that as well, a five degree angle? You're just cutting them square.
2: Square. Yeah. yeah. There's no need to uh, do anything in the back okay. of the tread, but on the sides, I'll take my heavy grinder and I'll just take a little meat off the on the sides, just yeah. a little meat off, to kind of a to little slope on it. And I'll have glue on the sides as well. There as well, you know, one of my balls of glue will be on the at the ends of the treads as well.
1: Hey, John. Yeah. Uh, I know that there's a huge question out there. The listeners listeners want to know, what what was it really like working for Wayne?
2: Well, my therapist told me not to bring that up. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He was a a hard driver, you know, which is what we all were, you know. Uh, We've always worked hard. Wayne and I were working together since we were – We were delivering milk in England and chopping tobacco with Kentucky and uh, delivering papers in Germany and mowing lawns in Michigan. So it's always been a perfection for, uh, we're actually in a perfectionist trade, that's for sure.
1: Uh huh.
2: But it's a. Are you you the
1: younger brother? Is Wayne the oldest?
2: Wayne's older than me than Doug is who I work with. He's my younger brother, our younger brother.
1: Okay. So since since Wayne's left, I mean, except for, you know, the sigh of relief, the uh, therapy sessions going way down, <laughs> just less anxiety. You're probably sleeping better. Food tastes yeah. better, right? <laughs> yeah. Sweeter. But what's the biggest difference in your business since – since our boy left i'd say the biggest difference is we've morphed more into working for
2: builders i say we're 80 percent builders um 20 homeowner okay. which i like i like a lot
0: now and that allows
2: flexibility
0: all right so well first of all i got a question for, for that uh, uh but uh, this now just remind me of the remember the Mike Tyson interview with Robin Gibbons uh, <laughs> what was what was that, uh, that that show that they they were married now for a year or whatever and they it's just like you know interviewing them together and she just absolutely he
1: just assault I will never forget that interview. the look on his face was was priceless I mean it was absolutely. I could not believe the stuff she was saying right to the interviewer while he was sitting there.
0: Man, that was hard. I've never seen a guy sweat so much in my life, man, and she was just blasting that dude. So I just had that vision run through my mind for some reason. I don't know why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I told you my Mike Tyson story, right? No. Oh. Do we have time? I think we have a little time. I've seen that icy stare up close. And for real. Really? Yeah, the place where I was a bouncer, the Old Post Road Saloon in East Greenbush, New York. I was a bouncer for a couple of years and then I was a bartender. Well, I think it was, uh, I think it was 1986. And at the time, Tyson was just starting his pro career and he had a bunch of knockouts. So he's from Catskill, New York, which is, you know, not very far from here but he was actually living in the Albany area. He was actually living in East Greenbush where, you know, same time we lived. Well, one night him and his entourage started to come in to the bar, right? There was about six of them and they start coming in and I'm carding everybody. And I looked over and there I see Tyson, you know? So I wow. look at the guys that are with him. Now he's only three guys away from me and he's, still outside and I'm at the door. And I said, he can't come in. You know that. And they said, what? I said, he can't come in. He's only 20 years old. I know how old he is. We all know how old he is. He's 20. Can't come in. And this is Rory. Rory something was his one of his managers or one of his handlers or something. And he's like, he's going to be the future champ of the world. Don't be an ass. Don't be it. So, all of a sudden, we started to get into it. I mean, we really started to get into it, me and this guy. Well, a couple of my hockey buddies, they're in the bar. They come over and they're now standing behind me. So Tyson's got his boys. I have my boys. And uh, Tyson's, like I said, he was third guy and he was the last guy in line. And he gave me a stare that to this day, I will never forget. (laughs) He didn't blink. He didn't say a word. He just had kind of a smile on his face with just this dead eye stare right at me. So all I could do, you know, to man up here was, I figure if he's going to hit me, it's over in one punch anyway. So it's not going to be a big time fight. So I just stared back. So I had a staring contest with, Mike Tyson. So I kind of know how Robin Givens felt, but um, he didn't come in the bar. So that story is going around the bar like crazy. Johnson threw Tyson out.
2: Lucky for you, he didn't come.
1: What's that?
2: Lucky for you, he didn't come in.
1: (laughs) Right. So that's going around the whole bar, right? Rob Johnson threw Tyson out on his ear. And of course, the story gets... You know how stories are in a small town. It's going around and around and around. Anyways, the owner of the bar comes in, and uh, he had heard the story before he even got there. So he's like, did I hear this right, that you threw Mike Tyson out of my bar? And I was like, well, you know, Tommy, he's only hes only 20 years old. He goes, you don't think you could have let him in and maybe just had, he had a Coke and snapped some pictures for the wall? You know, things?" Like, give me a call. I said, geez, I you know, I thought I was doing the right thing here, you know. And, uh, well. So the owner wasn't too crazy with me, but uh yeah, I got uh, about six feet away from me, the icy stare of Mike Tyson. I had a stare down with him. You could have got back. Well, yeah.
0: you could have got back in the in the good graces of the owner if you told him about them prunes.
1: <laughs> oh, believe me, that night I didn't need the prunes. All right, John. So, <laughs> I,
0: I, 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 you, um, you, you many times you will sand and finish the treads all the way through before you install them. Is that the last code also? Yes. Okay. And, um, you, you double check the, uh, rough framing because you, you, like you said, you can't rely on the framer doing the right thing. And if an inspector puts, what, how much leeway do you have? Up to three eighths? Yeah, three eighths from top to bottom. Yep. So, uh, you check your numbers, uh, using that Masonite or skin or luon, as, as Rob says, uh, in that part of the world, uh, with a hot glue gun is, I think, the best stair jig ever made on planet Earth. Uh, you can mark them, take them home, cut them at the shop or whatever, and it gives you flexibility to leave the job site with them, mark one, two, three, four, blah, blah, blah. And um, the grinder helps a lot. You can take some of the, some of the, uh, the, uh, the meat off the back of the, uh, the riser and whatever if you need to, uh, it's another, another tip. Uh, some guys will use that, that Fest tool with the uh, small track is pretty slick and, and, and using your uh, razor knife to, to score the treads is a nice way to go because there's no alibi line. I, I like the way you do it too, John, I've seen the way you do it. Um, I know, John, that you guys use a lot of uh, battery operated tools. Maybe maybe even talk about that how you've switched over to battery operated for a lot of your work and then also do you use that on your stair treads? Go.
2: Yes, I do. I I, uh, I won't use a battery operated table saw um, for ripping treads. Uh, I like a plug in. You know, I have a nice Bosch. You know, uh, when those battery operated table saws run out of steam, they would stop on a dime and, and and they get a little sloppy prior to that. But anyhow, everything else the the chop saws and we're almost all in on cordless right now. A couple of tools I won't get rid of as far as, you know, my, my first tool I, I have is a corded saw in, in our track system. I like that. And, um, but everything else is pretty much cordless. Everything's right there. Jigsaws, the, uh, the grinders, planers, everything's cordless, which that makes it a great, great deal of help.
0: Which you working for Builder so much makes a lot of sense because everybody's fighting for that one outlet, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I'll take batteries in, charge them up at night, get them all, because i got like 20 batteries now. And, you know, I'm, I'm being, It's I'm into the yellow and black. Uh, well, so anyhow, that's uh, one of the, it's a good tool that's been working for us for the cordless aspect of it.
1: You know, for any, I'm sitting, I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: No, go ahead. I was going to say. I was going to say also that the uh, you know this stair system also works for for the two inch top nail floorings and the three quarter with you know with the nosing. So it's not just treads. You can do it on any. If you're sometimes you can't use one inch treads, you have to go with three quarter flooring and nosing or five sixteenths flooring and nosing. So that same system still works.
0: And a lot of guys don't in parts of the country don't have 516. So uh, this is a uh, germane to a few areas in the country that do. Um, yeah, so yeah. You, you also just quickly talk about, uh, like you said, when when uh, when I was working with you, we probably was 20% of our business was builders and 80% was residential homeowners. And you flipped that around completely. And a lot of guys don't like to work for builders and tell me why you did that and and what's the difference? Well, the, the the
2: main difference is uh, there's there's always something to do. If there's a low or a, or a postponement or or somebody's not ready, this job over here will be ready. There's always a place to go. You can always find something to do, whether you're doing a repair or you're rolling down some R five forty or on this job. And there's always something to do. You know, with uh, with that many builders, sometimes you get a little log jam, but you know that happens on you know residential as well. But the, for the most part it irons itself out, so that's it splits us up and to do different tasks
1: and so I, I, I like imagine, that I imagine when Wayne was with you guys he was kind of the mouthpiece of the company am I correct he was sales yeah, yeah. he was sales correct
2: yes yeah, yes yeah. well he was also hands on
1: for sure but
2: he was definitely oh, oh, you know, yeah, the- definitely
1: absolutely but but every company needs that guy who's Who's going to do the sell? Who's going to, you know, knock on the door? How was the transition for you guys after Wayne left? How was your transition into dealing with that side of the business?
2: I think it went pretty smooth because I was always around, you know, it's, it's uh, I would even bid jobs for Wayne, you know, towards, you know, for a while there, I was bidding some jobs and, but it's uh, a, most part, people already knew me. They knew i was a worker they knew me and they, they you know I was i wasn't you know roughneck or anything i was you know clean cut guy and all that so it wasn't like it was a we didn't skip a beat even today i got a call last week somebody asked me for wayne's <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's not it's nice that you didn't skip a beat john It's
2: nice to know it, that it, I was, it, yeah. And was uh, <laughs> I, I was prior to that we just get you know all the you know it was Wayne there yeah it was Wayne there and I said oh he stepped out for me this is John what can I can I help you anyhow then that was that was it Wayne never came up again but to get that call last week for Wayne was kind of funny. That was the, the old,
1: fastest. Old... That was the fastest slap and kiss I ever heard in my life. Wayne left and we didn't <laughs> miss the beat. But I had a call last week. <laughs> somebody was looking for somebody asked for Wayne. That was fast. Yeah brother
2: it, it, that uh that was pretty it's been you know good you know good you know maybe five years since someone said hey uh looking for Wayne you know when I answer phones oh sorry, Yeah, I was kind of a throw that at you There's an old, old, old woman that we worked for
0: years ago it's funny Rob I got to tell you this so it depends on who got to the homeowner first because we worked together a lot me Doug and John uh, the homeowners would like the fact that we're brothers working together. A lot of times that would come up, especially with ladies in the house. They go, oh, you guys, you guys are brothers work together. And one of us would want to get this story out before the other one. It was almost like a game with us. John would usually say, if he got there first, he goes, yeah, my mom had four boys and she always wanted a girl. So, and I knew what's coming next. She always used to dress, Wayne up in a dress. Uh, and, and, if, and if I got to the homeowner first, I, I would be able to say that. And that was a, a kind of running gig with us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 was always happened. And, you know, it it gets a humor into the job, you know, and into the environment, which what helps.
0: Yeah. So John, any other tips you can give the guys on, on installing stair trades? I think one is, is, is patience, sharp blades, make sure your blades are all sharp and you, you know, you dedicate the time where you can, you know, you're not feeling like you're rushed. I think it's important. And and have your workstation clean and, and organized Anything that we're missing? Um, No, I think I, when I,
2: I also keep sheets of door skin already pre-cut the uh, 11 inches by 30 that will fit any stair set that when I'm done, I'll, I'll put that down. If there's still construction going on and I'll, I'll tape it from the, to the back and under the nose, just to keep the stairs protected. But, but I will use a put down my own protection on, on the stairs when I'm done. And that saves headache later on.
0: Some guys, and in, especially in, uh, in uh, you know, uh, areas where there's a lot of uh, humidity issues and moisture issues, they'll put a curve in the saw curve in the, in the bottom side of the treads about a third of the way into the uh, material just to help it. Well, uh, the, the, the treads now have,
2: they have a rough side. Yeah. Already. And you know we don't have to worry about that. And the, and the front sides are already pre-sanded. So when I when I do make my cut, if I, I may have a little ink line, I'll just take my Festool R R150 and I'll just do a quick skip over it. And yeah. and then I'll put my protection over it. If I'm doing it raw, I'll put my protection immediately on that tread after I arc the the tool it, and I'll immediately put my protection down as I work my way up the stairs. So that way I, there won't be no no scratches that occur from you know a work boot or whatever
0: yeah so yeah but I, i'm so talking i'm talking about like a saw curve in, on the back side of the tread uh, just for for moisture for cupping purposes purposes you know what i mean no i've never i've never, I've never, I've, I mean, I've never done that but i know what you're talking about you know yeah, I, we, I know some guys will in certain parts of the country so i'll bring it out there if you're going to do that usually you go about a third of the way into the into the tread and then um, are you finding, now that you're using, because years ago when we first started, John, we didn't really use adhesive on stair treads at the very beginning. I mean, you know, going back 30 years now. But the, the more you're using the adhesive and the more the adhesive is, uh, you can rely on that. Are you finding yourself using less fasteners?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I just get a couple in the front. You know, that's all you really need. Because once that glue sets, it's not going anywhere. And then the, then the riser itself is holding down the, the tread. So it, it's not going anywhere and there's definitely less faster. So that's why I don't have a problem putting them in pre-finished. I have a nice nice gun just for nailing my pre-finished treads and nosing. So I I have a perfect, perfect hole, so.
0: Okay, when you say you got a nice, nice gun for doing your pre-finished treads, what do you mean by that? Well, I have
2: a a finished nailer, an 18 gauge nailer that I use that it's a, it's actually a Hitachi that I use only for for that purpose. The only maybe the only reason because I mean it has a perfect hole, just a perfect round circle like the old Cavanaugh hole. Yeah. And it and it's uh and I use that only for treads and pre-finished material. Yeah. Nice. And this template system also works on pre-finished flooring. You know, you, you do floorings that nowadays there's a lot of pre finished products out there and there are stairs involved. That same template system, the same exact thing, just take the nosing I hold it over the end of my table and I attach the flooring and tongues in and I, I, I do tape across it. I do a, all the way across it. Then I make a my template. I bring back over to the tread, uh, to the, uh, the nosing and the flooring. I scribe my line. I cut it and it drops right in.
1: Nice. Nice. Man, I'll tell you for anybody out there listening who wanted to get involved with stairs, I, I can't wait to, to show bum this system because, um, you take your time doing stairs, but it's very time consuming to get it right. And man, just those two things that you talked about there, the, the Luan, uh, the, the Luan for making your scribe and having the grinder. I I can't imagine how much time that would have saved me.
2: Yeah, I know. You know, back in the day, I yeah, I was using my jigsaw. You know, I would put my knee on the on the tread, and I would you know fight to under undercut it. But that I have a really powerful grinder, just zips that right off. That I, is I have so two awesome.
1: That is such a great idea. That's that's money right there. I yeah. have two
2: grinders set up. One with the eighty grit, and one with like a twenty four grit. The twenty four grit just rips it out. And, it, and if I need to do a little little touch up here or there, I could use the eighty grit and just. Kiss kiss it
1: perfect you can when take that, that you can take
0: that luon um if you got them cut to, to to the size and everything you can actually uh make a template for 16 treads in about shit 20 minutes or less yeah easily oh my. easily yeah, oh yeah. My God. and then take them home man throw them in the van mark them take them home and then you don't you know the thing about a stair jig too you're always like damn it did i bump it when i took it out uh, you, you know, yes, what I mean? I think
1: exa- I yes exactly. Exa- and uh, it takes exactly that it. anxiety out of it. We had an adjustable jig, and I was doing it, you know, one at a time. Man, there'd be some times where I, I thought I had it perfect, and it didn't drop in stairwell number three, but it fit great in number five. So, yeah. That's why you always
2: check the measurement at first, you know, on the bottom to the top. Is it going is it gonna grow bigger or is it gonna go narrower? You know, right. so you, you know what the material is gonna be.
0: Yeah. John, real real quick when you got an overhanging stair tread, how do you approach that? If you know it's gonna hang up, it's gonna be an open-ended tread. Oh, open end well those those the uh if you you have an open end, right? Open end
2: treads? Yeah. With the return. Yeah. Those the templates don't work on that, but I know that I have uh let's say I have seven open-end treads. I just make with the with the with the left side return. I would just make the left side return tread make them long. So then when I would uh what I'll make them long and then I'll make them a uh, three-eighths longer than than the uh then the tread itself where it's gonna sit, where it's finally gonna sit. And then when the return Then I'll put a piece of three quarter on the end of the return, and I'll push it against the 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 skirt board, and then I'll push it against the riser, and then I'll take a piece of three quarter back at the right side of the skirt board. I'll just grab a line, and I you're cutting off like a quarter, and it's perfect fit. sits right in there, and that the returns kiss the back side of the skirt.
0: I say that, I want you to go over that again slower, John, because that is such an awesome trick to, to, to get them to fit exactly tight. So go over that one more time. So you cut the stair tread about three-eighths longer than it needs to be. And so you have the overhang where the overhang with the return on it where, where it goes up against the skirt board. You take a piece of three-quarter-inch three three-quarter inch scrap, right? I
2: take a piece of three-quarter-inch
0: scrap, and I'll I, and I,
2: and I put it in that little... Uh, at the end of the return where the return returns to the to the skirt board. You got the return from the tread and then the return from the skirt board. Mm-hmm. I put the piece of three-quarter scrap at the return and then I and I fit the tread. I fit it where it's gonna go where I need it to go, and then I go to the, the right side of the tread where it's hitting the skirt board running down the wall, and I'll take a piece of three-quarter and I scribe it with a pen. And then I cut that line, it'll only be like a quarter inch, like I said, and then I cut that and then it drops right in, and then the return nosing kisses the skirt on both sides.
0: Yeah. So you're using you're using that three quarter inch plywood as a spacer, and and then when you take the same three quarter inch thickness to the other side of the wall and you scribe it, it'll it'll go right in. It's money. It drops
2: right in. Yeah. yeah. It, just, it, hits, it yeah. just both sides touch.
0: Good stuff. Well, John the template for that yeah got you so i haven't got any of my royalties checks in the last month or two from you and doug um <laughs> i hate to put you on the well, spot you, right? huh? you got a respect though you got that gotcha. right all right well that's worth something
1: <laughs> hey john i worked uh you know family business for years brothers cousins but man, oh man, my, uh, not my youngest brother, but I was the oldest and I had two brothers. So there was 10 years between me and the youngest one. We never had a crossword. Okay. He was, he was almost like my son because I was 10 years older. But my wow. little brother, who's five years younger, the fights that we had on job sites, I mean, physical, some of the best knockdown drag out fights. And the sad part was for a while I was winning everything. And then when he was a senior, he just grew big time. And then the fights really started to get painful. Uh,
0: so that's I, the end of our show. How uh, was it?
1: Okay. <laughs> how was it with you and Wayne? No.
2: Well, you know, Wayne's bigger than me. So it's not like I'm going to be firing any punches at him. And we we it never came to fisticuffs for us, none of us. You Know wow. I mean, we've had our, had our disputes and our you know this and that, and whatever, but it's never come to blows by any means. I mean, there's been some holes in the sheetrock,
0: but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, talking to us about this, and uh, I, I, you, I mean, I've Obviously, I see the pictures, of the work you guys do, and all the stairs you do, man. And I knew that you'd be a, a, a great guy to talk about this because you're uh, you're doing a, a fantastic job on this, man. And it really and this this really started after I left. You kind of did stairs when I was with you guys, um, but then after I left, you really really dived into it and you became really that's a, a niche that that's your own thing in the company. So uh,
1: nice yeah, job
2: we you.
0: just
2: yeah, we just finished up a, two sets last week in San Francisco. <laughs> And they got a couple more coming up in two weeks here. So they're, they're always up, always coming.
0: The other thing too, for floor guys is like, I, I and it's just my own opinion. Like I didn't ever want to just sand all the time and I never just wanted to install all the time. So this kind of breaks it up a little bit too. Uh, you know, kind of makes it a little bit more uh, diversified. Yeah, it does. It does. And, you know, I can,
2: I can go to the job by myself. You know, I can do stairs by myself. I don't need anybody with me. You know, I, I, I do my own thing. Yeah, which, which helps, you know, because we can be standing at another job or finishing at another job, but I'll always be there for the final coat, you know, that's just how it is from uh, the money coat.
0: Yep. Well, and I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you making time for this and it was fun catching up with you always, man. And uh, so before we say goodbye, is there anything else you want to add on the stairs or anything else? And uh, we're just going to call it.
2: Well, I I, I want to throw uh, something at you. Uh, the uh, the R540 is the product that we're using all the time now. And what I find out when I work for a lot of builders, that I build relationships with the painters because I think that's pretty important. But I have, I've been having them roll down to 540. I would pay the painter. Yeah, it just really? gets me away. It's a mindless task, really. You know, it's an easy task that the, one of the painter's guys, I know they're, they're friends, you know, I just know them all. I just give them a few bucks and they would paint, they would roll it down for me. It's just wow. an idea that works sound good for me you know and it could work out good for another core man somewhere if right. you have a relationship with
0: that's interesting and you know um i i the builders you work for they're real high-end builders and stuff and we've talked about that before that's when you really know you're working for a good builder that you see the same subs on all the jobs and you're right man forming relationships with those guys because usually it's a matter of respect you know if you're there uh, the painter's there. He's a stud painter. You know if he's a, the carpenter there. He's a good carpenter. If the guy's the cabinet guy, he's usually a stud on those jobs. So, yeah, man, keeping those relationships around and networking together is huge. But that's interesting. I, I have not heard anybody say that before.
2: Yeah, that's that's a that's a, a really big part. I have all their contact information. They call me. I call them. You know, it, it's it's uh, any questions on jobs, they can contact me. I can ask them. So funny, anyway, it's a good relationship to keep with a painter, especially.
0: Good call. All right, well, listen, John. Thanks, man. I appreciate it as, as always. And um, Rob, good to see you again. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep using those prunes. I think that was uh you know uh, one of my uh, best things I've learned this uh, this year.
1: Uh, Whatever I can do to help, man. Hey, John. It was good talking to you again. Yeah, good talking to you too, Rob. We'll get together soon here,
0: hopefully. You know it, brother. All right, and this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please do do stay tuned for another episode.